You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Monday, May 16th. We have Adam McKelvey on the line talking Brewers baseball today, and Adam is gracious enough to join us on his day off. And as we all know, for those of us that cover baseball, there are no days off when you really get down to it. So, Adam, to share your valuable free time with us is most appreciated for sure. And, uh, Adam, I want to lead things off by talking about Chris Carter's home run Sunday versus the Padres, and I've watched this thing five or six times, Adam, and the guy barely swung. I yeah. mean, it's just it's unbelievable how much power he generates. There, there's all the talk about Giancarlo Stanton, Bryce Harper, Miguel Cabrera, and rightfully so. But for my money, this guy has as much, if not more, raw power than any of those guys. 443 feet, according to StatCast. And do you just marvel when you see this guy in person? Yeah, I mean, he's a big man. It's not, it's, he's not one of those guys where you look at him and you go, where does this power come from? I, you know, you look at him and you see exactly where the power comes from. And it's a different swing from some of those other guys you mentioned. Stanton has some easy power, but when he really gets one, I mean, he, he also swings really hard. Uh, Harper obviously swings extremely hard. Great bat speed. Carter does this thing where it just looks like he's just hit, you know, like you or I would swing a golf club, and just nice and easy, uh, and the ball explodes off his bat. And that's certainly what happened uh, with the ball yesterday. Then he had a, a go-ahead double where it was the same type of thing. Uh, a real easy swing produces this laser line drive double that gave the Brewers a, a victory over the Padres. Um, he is definitely the prototypical power guy in that it's hot and cold. And he was in a cold spell. He got to 0 for 23 uh, after one at bat yesterday before he got three hits and as many at bats. Uh, he had worked the day before a day he was out of the lineup in the batting cage, found a little something in his swing that he thought he could uh, focus on, took 40 or 50 uh, swings that afternoon. He did play some in the game that night. We're talking Saturday night. Um, didn't get a hit, but felt better at the plate. And sometimes it's something small like that where a guy can, you know, whether or not it's the mechanical fix is actually the thing that snaps him out or if it's just getting something else to think about when you're up there at the plate. Um, but, but whatever the reason, he was able to break out of his slump. And, you know, I think we're going to see more of that. He's historically a guy who will hit a bunch of home runs in bunches and then go into a long cold spell. And that's kind of what we've seen already so far in his brief Brewers tenure. And the book on him, as we've discussed uh, numerous times, is for him to find consistency. If he can do that, he's already got 11 home runs, as many as Bryce Harper this season. So he could really become a beast in the middle of that uh, Brewers order. And going back to that mechanical fix or that mechanical tweak, did he did he specify what that was or kind of leave that to the imagination? No, he didn't specify what it was. And my guess is that it was something very small. I mean, oftentimes with guys, they'll – so it'll be uh, something with hand positioning. He talks to the, the, what he referenced is just being more up the middle. And that's what you always hear from Chris Carter. That is the secret to what he's been able to accomplish so far this year. It's using the whole field. It's what every hitter wants to do. Uh, but look, he is, again, if you look at his history, he has a tendency to get pull happy. Many power hitters do. And when he's good, it's when he's driving the ball up the middle and to right field. And it's one of the reasons the Brewers liked him in the offseason is that Right center is a great place to hit home runs at Miller Park for whatever reasons. We'll have to bring in a meteorologist to tell us why. But the ball really flies. It's the visitor's bullpen in right center. Um, and he's already hit some home runs in that direction. So up the middle to right, when he thinks in that direction, that's when he is able to have a success. So whatever he 
whatever tweak he made, it was designed to get him more up the middle, which is, you know, it's weight or it's hands. It's something so small that you'd never see it with your naked eye. But again, it's it, getting something else in your head can often make a big difference for a hitter. Yeah, absolutely can. And if this guy ever takes a Harper-esque or a Dustin Pedroia-esque swing, <laughs> he might destroy StatCast. You never know. That thing could go 600, 700 feet. So maybe that, you know, that day will you know come. You know he reminds me of, Matt? But from the left-handed side, we had Russell Branding in Milwaukee oh, yeah. years ago. He once hit a home run off Greg Maddox at Miller Park. That's still the longest. And, and <laughs> I, I'll, I, I 469, something like that. Just an absolute... Uh, the, uh, the, uh, it looked like it was 700 feet. I wasn't there when Cecil Fielder hit one out of County Stadium, but that's the that's the right-handed home run that they always talk about in Milwaukee. The Brannion one is a left-handed home run. But the Brannion, it was that same swing where he just takes this easy swing and you wonder, you know, how does the ball jump off the bat like that? But when you're big and strong, I guess that's what happens. Yeah, and that's exactly what we wonder with Chris Carter. You know, again, watching the highlights, and I'm thinking, you know, why are we putting this lazy fly ball into our highlight package? And the next thing you know, oh, it traveled two miles. That's why. So <laughs> he's got the muscle behind those swings, and if he ever really does decide to go all out on a swing, uh, stat cast, look out. Uh, on the pitching end of things, uh, Adam, we had to do kind of a double take yesterday at the sight of a Brewer starter on the mound. For the seventh inning, that was incredible. Uh, Zach Davies was the guy that did it yesterday. Uh, turned in six and a third when it was all said and done. Uh, gave up two runs. Season high six Ks. Did not issue a walk uh, for the first time this season. What was different about Davies yesterday as opposed to his uh, previous uh, four or five starts this year? Well, he talks about having an aggressive mentality. He want, He's the kind of guy, he doesn't blow hitters away with stuff. But when he just is a grip it and rip it guy and attacks the strike zone, he can be very difficult on him. And when he gets strike one, he can be very difficult because he has this great changeup where uh, the batter has a hard time differentiating fastball changeup, and that 90 looks you know, like 95 and up. So that's what he was able to do. And in the first inning yesterday, he was all fastballs. And it, they were well located, meaning he was ahead of hitters, and uh, he was effective. And I think having a nice, crisp first inning propelled him into a good outing. And he's been building a little bit. He was good for the Brewers last September. He was not good when he first came up this year, but but he's been building toward an outing like yesterday's, and it is a big deal for this Brewers team. They've gotten a couple nice starts now in a row from guys not named Jimmy Nelson. The one pitcher who remains lagging way behind is Billy Peralta, who we've talked about a lot. He had another very poor start against the Padres the other day, and they're having a discussion now about what to do with him. I think it's at the point where, just every fifth day isn't working, and they're at least discussing alternatives, and they have a number of different alternatives, from just bumping him back a while uh, to bumping him to the bullpen, give him some short stints where he can just go out there and air it out, or perhaps optioning him to the minors and see what happens down there. So that's under discussion right now. Uh, the good news, though, while that position remains uh, very much a problem, some of these other spots are starting to look a little bit better for the Brewers. Yeah, they certainly are. And uh, getting back to uh, Peralta, not to, uh, to kick a guy while he's down, as we've you know talked about him in previous weeks, almost every single week, but his ERA of 7.30. Next to last amongst uh, qualified starters in the majors, only Jake Peavy, uh, Peavy of the Giants is worse. I mean, what, what I found kind of odd is that, you know, in your article, you said that, uh, you know, Peralta sat down with the team's pitching coach and they watched footage from 2014 when he won 17 games and was at the top of his game to try to figure out uh, what he was doing 
uh, differently mechanically or you know in terms of his approach. And they both kind of came out of that session and said, we couldn't find anything that he's doing differently. Did that surprise you that they couldn't find anything that was different between 2016 and 2014 when he was so successful? Um, a little bit, yes. But it, it also sort of gets back to the idea that perhaps some of this stuff is just confidence. I mean, you, you can have good stuff and you can look the same uh, as you did when you, you, you were in a good stretch. But if you don't have conviction in those pitches, it can lead to problems. And you look at Willie Peralta's body language out there, it's poor. Um, he may be a guy who just lacks confidence right now. And how do you fix that if you're a pitching coach? That's very, very difficult. And I think the Brewers are really, you know, Derek Johnson, their first-year pitching coach, by the way, and Craig Council, I mean, they're all searching, I think, for solutions for this guy. Uh, and I don't think that there's one right – I don't think there's easy answers, and there's not really a right answer. It's, it's something that they're going to have to debate and come up with their best guess and hope he can get on a roll. Willie Peralta keeps saying that he's healthy. I mean, you, you question that when a guy goes through a stretch like this. He keeps saying he's healthy, that, that uh, he feels better than he's ever felt, but the results are just not there. You mentioned the ERA. The number that also stands out is his walks plus hits per inning are way up, highest in baseball. And that's just, that's just as Craig Council said, not going to work. They got to get him right. It's a matter of how do you do it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a trying season to say the least for a guy that was the opening day starter for the Brewers uh, here in the 2016 season. Adam, to wrap up, uh, Ryan Braun has not played since Friday. His right wrist has been, uh, been bothering him a little bit. What's the status on Braun? Well, x-ray were negative as far as Ryan Braun was aware. Um, he was available to pinch hit on Sunday, which was a change on Saturday when the Brewers played extra innings in a beautiful five-hour game. There oh, yeah. were about six instances where you would have loved to put Ryan Braun up there as a pinch hitter. When he did not show up, it was obvious that he was completely scratched off, unavailable. The fact that he was available on Sunday was good. The Brewers are off as we speak on Monday. And the Cubs come to town then for three. The hope is that Ryan Braun will be back to duty in those games. Uh, he's been very good, and he's also been very healthy. The concern coming in was the back, which we've talked a lot about. It's the thumb, which bugged him in previous seasons. Those have been issues that they've managed quite well. The wrist was just something new that came up. Not exactly sure how, um, but they think, they hope, that it's a minor issue and he's able to get back out there. A very uh, important player for the Brewers, obviously. A very interesting one as we start inching closer to July and you start talking about what trades are, are, are David Stern's going to be able to pull off as they continue this rebuild. Another productive chat on this Monday with our Brewers reporter, Adam McKelvey. Adam, we thank you so much, and we'll do it again at this time next week. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Milwaukee Brewers. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.